From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Wednesday, October 3rd. I'm Marco Werman. The head of Saudi Arabia's religious police force says he'll curb abuses. His officers are known for strictly enforcing Islamic dress codes. If they feel that women aren't dressed properly, they will sometimes use force to tell them either they have to dress more modestly or they have to leave the shopping centers. And later, a writer's wry take on life in Moscow. Russia is kind of a police state, but it's one that's not based on, you know, uh, mass terror. It's just mass inconvenience and corruption and incompetence. PRI's The World is supported by Medtronic, hosting 25 global heroes at the Medtronic Twin Cities Marathon on October 7th. Join Medtronic Global Heroes on Facebook to celebrate these extraordinary athletes, all running with medical conditions such as heart disease, diabetes, or Parkinson's disease. The Medtronic Global Heroes, a diagnosis didn't end the run. And by WGBH, producer of Frontline, Barack Obama and Mitt Romney have crafted their campaign narratives, telling you who they are and how they would lead. But there's more to their stories, revealing interviews and fresh insights on Frontline's The Choice 2012, Tuesday night at 9, 8 central on PBS. I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. It's a big week for the presidential election. We mean, of course, Venezuela's presidential election. And that's what we're going to talk about right now. Hugo Chavez hopes to win another six-year term in Sunday's vote. He faces opposition leader Enrique Capriles. Both candidates are making their final pitches in TV ads and stump speeches. They're even taking their campaigns into neighboring Colombia to pick up every last vote. John Otis has that part of the story. Here in the bustling Colombian border city of Cucuta, there are about 10,000 Venezuelans who are eligible to vote in Sunday's election. Some were born in Venezuela, but many are Colombians. They secured Venezuelan citizenship from the socialist government of Hugo Chavez, who's held power for the past 14 years. Chavez made it easier for foreigners to gain Venezuelan citizenship. That makes them eligible for government programs, like free universities, cheap bank loans, and even pensions. In return, Chavez expects these newly minted Venezuelans to vote for him. Pro-Chavez music blares from a voter information booth next to a bridge that connects Colombia with Venezuela. The bridge closes on election day, so the Chavez campaign plans to bus voters across the border the night before. They'll receive free lodging and meals, plus a ride back to Colombia after they vote. That's a lot of effort to cast a ballot, but that proves that voters are highly motivated to keep the Venezuelan leader in power, says Humberto Rangel. He works for the Chavez campaign. He says people seek help from this revolutionary and socialist government. That's why many people on the Colombian side of the border come to Venezuela. They want to re-elect Comandante Chavez. A good example is Leticia Chaustre. She's come to this Chavez campaign office in Cucuta seeking a bus ride so she can vote. 
She's Colombian, but her two sons were born in Venezuela, which made her eligible for Venezuelan citizenship. She says dual citizenship makes it easier to travel to Venezuela to visit family members and bring cheap goods back into Colombia. Opposition candidate Enrique Capriles is also courting supporters in Colombia. Near the border bridge, I meet Jonathan Rangel, who works for the Capriles campaign. He claims many cross-border voters fled Venezuela because they couldn't stomach Chavez's authoritarian rule. These voters truly love their country. They truly want to change. They live outside of Venezuela, but they want to come back. But Capriles' efforts pale in comparison to Chavez's massive get-out-the-vote machine. Venezuela holds some of the world's largest oil reserves.